Coming Up is a podcast brought to you by the dedicated and diverse volunteers at 3CR. Just a quick message before you get there. For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help us keep going. In 2023, we're asking our community to stay tuned, stay radical. We rely on the generous donations of community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media. Thanks for your support and happy listening. Get ready to add your support during our annual Radiothon. Stay tuned, stay radical. 3CR Radiothon Fundraiser, June 2023. To donate, call the station 0394198377 or donate online 3cr.org.au. 3CR Radiothon 2023. Stay tuned, stay radical. And that's the rhythm I can dance to oh, I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. Beat out old trouble and drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. Beat me that rhythm on the drum. And kick all trouble out the door. Kick him out the door. Kick him out the Welcome to Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au and I'm not lying, lying, it is live. Would you verify that world's greatest producer, yes, Kelly Whitworth? Yes, we're live. I don't know how this proves that we're live, but um, me talking, I could be well, talking at any time. Well, I could be in a podcast at some future date. Uh, well, they're listeners. They'll believe anything we tell them. That's the way it works. Okay. All right? We don't need me. Then maybe our guest can verify. No, no. Well, we could actually say that we've actually got a fascinating guest. He is very fascinating. I find him fascinating. Uh, well, you would. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Patrick, but... <laughs> it's got a lot of meanings. <laughs> a lot of meanings, Kelly. Now, we have in the studio Patrick Pat <laughs> Pasquale Morrow. Not Marrow, as I fought for years, but Morrow. M-O-R-R-O-W. Hello, Pat. Hello, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Kelly. It was Pleasure. I'm uh, looking forward to the chat. I was very excited when I got the call up this morning. You didn't get a call up. Let's tell them the truth. Kelly comes up to me and says, our guest today is not coming. And I look behind me and there's the Wednesday breakfast crew. Yes. And you're part of the Wednesday breakfast crew. And I thought, wow, we could talk to Pat. Unlike the other Pat who refuses to come on Radical Australia and MTL, Mandy the Librarian, who refuses to come on. But as you're the co-producer of talk back with attitude we thought you'd be the right person to have here well thanks very much joe no no don't think 
podcast. Oh, just, thank you anyway, because it's a pleasure and it's an honour. Yeah, look, look, oh, don't go that far. <laughs> well, I saw the guest you guys have had on, and it was quite. I was quite like, whoa, okay, I'm in good company. Oh, well, sad. we look. This program is about teaching people that radicals come from everywhere. Now, the first thing I'd like to ask you, you know, being a young man, what year were you born in? Uh, December 18, 1999. Don't give us the date because people will, you know, they will troll you, you know, they'll troll you, you know. <laughs> you know all our guests get trolled. That's part of the price you pay. 80. <laughs> 19, uh, 99. And, uh, 1999, <laughs> not 1899. Yeah. That explains your headgear, doesn't it? The lad's got these earmuffs on that I've got, and on his head he has a bloody cap which has got NXP on it. What does that stand for? Uh, it's Nina in Pasadena, and it's a hat that I normally wear to my uh, football coverage because we're sponsored. Uh, can, uh, can I say the can yeah, I yeah. say the radio? Yeah, so Northwest FM. Uh, I call the football on a Saturday afternoon in the Excuse FM. me, are you moonlighting? I thought you were only here at three CR. What's NFXM and uh, Northwest FM. What's Jones. that? Uh, it's like another community radio station across uh, in. It does the airwaves across the northwest suburbs of Melbourne, uh, but it doesn't cross over. So the bandwidth uh, there's a bandwidth issue. So the moment you cross over the uh, train line uh, past North Melbourne, you can't listen to it. And if you go any further than I think about Sunbury, you, uh, you can't get it either. Pasquale, so. we don't care. <laughs> okay. But that's the, that's the reason why I'm only wearing the hat because I just I do like wearing hats. Have um, we got any free? You're not going hats? bald yet, are no, you? No, 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 no. I got a haircut. I did get a haircut uh, on Monday. It's born in '99. Do we have we got three CR hats? No, we don't do that. We don't do hats. No, we do hoodies and stickers and badges oh, and. God. Bags, we need, we not hats. Cap. We don't do hats and caps. And no, we don't do no. that. Belts, underpants. No belt, no undies. Nothing like no, that. Nothing. No. Bras. Calendars. We do Bras. calendars. Books. Yeah, I noticed there's uh, one of these uh, underwear shops just uh, opened up across the road, <laughs> you know, called Harlots. Yes. We don't do any of that type no, of skimpy no stuff. No, no skimpy, sexy no. underwear. No. <laughs> Nothing. Frisia. So what? Radiophone's around the corner. What, what are we going to give people? Love? Food and wine. <laughs> oh, that's fair enough. Now, getting back to you, you're born in '99. Where were you born? Uh, Don't tell us the hospital. Uh, in Melbourne. Um, in Melbourne. Uh, it was quite uh, an interesting experience. Joe. What for you or your parents? Uh, actually, for everyone. Actually, um, what happened? Was there was it a difficult birth? Yeah, it was. What um, happened? I was meant to be born in March, actually. And when were you born? In December. December. And uh, you're not the second coming, eh? <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so basically, long story short... Well, that's a... Ve- uh, look, well, I, I know a little bit about biology, you know, being a doctor for 47 years, and if you were supposed to have been born in March and you were born in December, you should have been dead. Yeah, yeah, so... So what happened? Uh, so, yeah, so at the time, uh, my dad was working in Tasmania at the time, and... Um, well, that explains a lot of things. <laughs> and uh, he was uh, trying to make sure that the uh, paper mills at the time were working, if I remember the story. Uh-huh. Basically, long story short, my mum went into labour unexpectedly. Right. My dad got on the last plane, I think it was a Qantas flight at the time, got on the last flight possible, mm-hmm. um, got to Melbourne and um, got told the situation that uh, myself and mum at the time, and this is the first time I'm actually telling this on record properly, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that they, we, may not, we may not survive. Um, so I've... Uh, basically, long story short, I, I am here today, which I'm very grateful for. And what happened was um, I was three months in hospital um, and mum was a few months in hospital as well. So, so how yeah. premature were you? Um, 
I was meant to be born about March 17, mm. and it was December 18, so it was about three, uh, was it January, February, March, yeah, about three So how months. many weeks gestation were you? Oh, I, to be what, honest. 25, 26 weeks? Yeah, it was. It was how very, tall are you now, Patrick? 6'4". Uh, <laughs> and at yeah. the time. It's all the oxygen they give a, them. There's a photo, there's, mm. a, there's a photo of me, mm. Um, mm. there's a photo of me where my dad's wedding ring goes all the way up to my shoulder. Yep. Um, yep. And yep. so the yep. doctors, yeah, it was it's pretty bonkers. Um, so the doctors said. Well, so let's let's give the hospital some credit. Which hospital? Uh, it was the Royal Women's. The Royal Women's, yeah. yeah. And the original Royal Women's before they've moved on. Well, you're a product of technology, Sonny Boy. Without that neonatal specialty that they had, which they built up over since the 1980s, uh, you know, it's people don't understand. There's neonatal ambulances. When my son was born, he was born premature, and he and my late wife were going to be flown to Adelaide because there were no neonatal beds in Melbourne. So it's a specialty. So you would have been about 27 weeks, maybe 28 weeks, and you should be dead. Yeah, yeah. So you would have had a, you would have been on a ventilator, you'd have mm. a drip, you'd have a catheter, you'd have... Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, I mean, it'd be half a pound of butter. How much... How, do you remember how... Well, you're told how, what you weighed. Uh, yeah, I've... To be honest, Joe, I do forget the details of what I was weighed, but I can tell you... What, what was it, less than a kilo? Oh, yeah, it was tiny. What about... Yeah. Like, pound of butter. Yeah. 500 grams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and a lot of people, when I talk to people about mm. it, and it's only really close friends and family, yep. and yep. Um, this is probably the first time I'm probably telling on air, but a lot of people get shocked and they're quite, whoa, what the hell? Like, why? Uh, why would they be shocked? Uh, I think they're shocked because they think I should be dead. Um, in a, in a, and I'm being honest. Um, well, at the time, at the time, not only do they think, not only do they think you should be dead, they think you should have brain damage or blind. Yeah. Because there's things like oxygen toxicity. When you get too much oxygen to survive, and some children at that age uh, get blindness, uh, you can get brain damage. So, just an extraordinary. So, you are, you have been chosen. I don't know by whom. You have been chosen for bigger and better things, and that's why you're here on Radio Australia. And you're such a bright personality. It's just, yeah, wonderful. How would you know? You don't work with him. (laughs) I see him around. Yeah, that's why you're interested. (laughs) He's taken, all right? Leave him alone. What are you going on about, you silly thing? No, that's this when you say I'm a dirty old man. That's the way it works. Now, so you, Christ, you're not even 24. No, no, I'm I'm only just uh, 23. So 23. Yeah. All right. So, any siblings? Yeah, yeah, uh, one brother uh, mm-hmm. studying, study, studying to be a veterinary uh, science at Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, loves animals, um, mm-hmm. loves his sport like me. Um, so we're both cricket nuffies, both footy nuffies. Um, excuse me, excuse me. We have a, a very elderly audience, normally over 89. Football, football fan. What, what's a nuffy? Oh, someone who likes, <laughs> likes cricket and football too much and... Uh, realizes that it's just a game at the end of the day, Joe, and decides to take it out on a remote or a, a certain um, TV if if the game gets too close or we are losing or something goes wrong. Uh, well, look, you won't believe this. I was at a patient's house yesterday, and they're billeting some six foot twelve basketball player, and there's all this screaming coming out from the TV room. He was just watching a basketball match in bloody. America, 
is that you? Are you that type? Not not that style. I do I do follow uh, the NBA quite closely. So yeah. my team, the Denver Nuggets, are uh, playing the NBA Finals first time in franchise history. That's right. That's uh, that's the game he was he was, and they won yesterday, didn't they? They did have a. You win. see, you see how much I know about sport. <laughs> I keep my, they won. I knew. That's the key. That's the key. All you need to know is about the score, who won. And that's all, but... Um, How about the gambling? How about the odds, mate? Come on. Uh, Come on. Isn't it about gambling? You like bloody horses? Uh, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a massive fan of gambling. Only, I, I see it as a form of only use... Like, my granddad, he loves um, horse betting, and mm-hmm. that's because he worked in the, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did. He used to be the guy uh, picking up the horse poo at Mooney Valley for about 20 years mm-hmm. after his retirement, and mm-hmm. he, loved, he loved doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I see sport as... Um, pure entertainment and not I don't see it as gambling and I no, think let, let, let's, let's, you, don't have to justi- other- you don't have to justify your, you know your the things you do let's just go back to the early stages what was the first thing you remember in life uh, and don't say it was being on a ventilator in intensive no, care no. at the Royal Women's. No, no. Uh, the first thing I can remember in my life was uh, probably uh, playing cricket yep. um, playing and, cricket yes how old were you? about three you were playing cricket yeah. At the age of three. Yeah, yeah. Is this is this what you call child abuse? No, no. Were they were they were they leather balls they were pounding you no, with? No, no, no. Just ten, <laughs> just tennis balls. Uh my we at the time we lived in we live in Hillside at the time that was a new suburb. It's, it still is relatively new. Yeah, um, yeah a lot of crime these days in Hillside. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, there is, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um and the thing was at the time my dad you know would usually just walk up to the cricket ground on a on a Saturday afternoon and go and watch a bit of cricket and you know try and meet some new people in the area at the time it was a new suburb so they're growing so um and I would tag along because I so had, what they needed a spare player and a three-year-old your old <laughs> man threw you in did he no 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 we just uh tagged along uh tagged along to have a uh just have you know the dad having a few beers and talk to a few people and uh, from I kind of nagged dad. I said, oh, I want to play cricket, you know. And so the dad's like, well, wait, wait, we'll find out what's going on first. So what happened was uh, the next year come around, I did Milo at the time. So I was excuse me, you did what? Milo cricket. Which okay, is, could, could you could you what? Did you actually drink Milo and watch the cricket? Is no, that Milo no, cricket? No, no. Milo cricket is where you. Uh, it's like uh, Oz kick for cricket, um, where really? you get to learn the techniques. Well, of the at least game. with Oz kick, you're not actually promoting a particular product, are you? That's full of sugar. No, you're. Pro- <laughs> you, well, it's now it's now called the Woolworths Blast, Joe. So ah, oh, they've caught up with yes. they've caught up with the cricket people. You got you got to commercialise everything, don't you? Yes, you do. You do. All right, okay, cricket. All right, do you remember your first primary school? Uh, yes, Cana uh, Catholic Primary School. Excuse, oh God, Morrow. Where did your folks come from? Uh, my mum's side's from the eastern suburbs, so from Vermont. That explains a lot of things, isn't your dad? And my dad's side's from Airport West. So it was a marriage that crossed boundaries. The east joined the west. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in the and they would have got together what in the eighties? Uh, no, like uh, early mid nineties. Mid nineties. So they are a product of the fall of the Berlin Wall. The East joined the West. <laughs> How old are you folks now? Uh, in the uh, mid fifties. Mid fifties. Oh, yeah. yeah. I assume you're the last one. <laughs> in terms of siblings, you're the youngest. Uh, no, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Yes, yes. After that disaster, they decided to keep. <laughs> 
They've got they've got my admiration. <laughs> There's a lot of stress involved when you've got a little kid's premature baby in a as big as a pound of butter. You turned out all right though, so Yeah, but the thing is the next one may not. You gotta think of these things, you know. Well, they didn't, they were in love and lust. Now, um grandparents, where they come from? Uh, my grandma, my mum's side, my grandma, she's from, originally from Ireland. Yep. Uh, and she came across in 1970 when mm-hmm. my mum was two with, um, uh, with my uncle, uh, on a boat, um, from England. So boat she- people. <laughs> boat <laughs> yes. people. Yes. Le- legal, legal boat people. Um, at the time, so my, right. at the time my Did grandma. Did they have a 10 pound pom thing for the Irish? Oh, well, yeah, this is, oh, if I explain the story, basically my grandma at 17 decided to move from the county of Sligo, which is on the west coast of Ireland, uh, to the UK, um, where she ended up running her own catering business um, and actually served uh, Neil Armstrong. Um, mm. I, I just thought she was serving the IRA during, during their bombing campaign <laughs> let's just in say, London. Let's just say she wasn't a big fan of the IRA or um, the the Irish um, Northern Ireland The troubles. Ulster boys, yeah. yeah she was... Yeah. Uh, she never liked it. She always used to say to me, Pat, this is a, just silly. This is just silly. Like, they shouldn't be fighting. And mm. um, so, yeah, and then she'd come across um, from England to Australia in 1970. Well, my grand, my dad's side, um, it, it's a bit complicated because um, my granddad and my grandma, when they were getting to get married, there's a bit of a family cutoff because of the Protestant and the Catholic um, uh... conflict. So my nan's from my nan's from Cut was, uh, was from Carlton. A mixed marriage, eh? And uh, my yeah. and my pa was originally from Swan Hill. Um, um, Catholic. I don't uh, us old people remember those days. So you're from a family of rebels. Catholic <laughs> meets Protestant. East Melbourne meets West Melbourne. <laughs> yes. Radical beginnings. <laughs> yes, yes. So so what was life like at uh, this Catholic primary school? Uh, it was interesting. Interesting? Uh, How uh, interesting? Well, let's just say I wasn't probably the normal uh, grade prep. Um, I, I preferred to read an atlas and uh, talk cricket and nothing else. Um, uh, and hang on, hang on, I can understand the cricket because obviously your father was grooming you for bigger things. But what about the atlas? I uh, just love geography. I have a, a mad fascination with world borders. And um, All right, I'm going to ask you a question. How many sovereign nation states are there in the on planet Earth today? Now, um, I don't know the answer, so you can make it up. 52. Bullshit. It's 100, over 192. <laughs> Uh, I think it's in the 130s. No, it's 190s. 190s. Sovereign so, nation. Sorry. Sovereign sorry, nation sorry. states. He didn't read that out. He said he likes cartography, not necessarily... Geogra- more geography. More geography. He didn't say cartography. He said geography. I thought he said he liked maps. Yeah. Yeah, but maps... Well, maps what, are borders, aren't they? What's the most recent sovereign nation state that's been created? Um, well, it could be South Sudan or... Tick. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Kosovo, but then I no, no, that was, bef- that was before. That was the nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you did take some notice because there wouldn't have been any South Sudan in your atlas in nineteen in the midnight in the early two thousands. No, there wasn't. It was just Sudan. But what? what why an atlas? Oh, I just I have a fascination to different countries, and mm-hmm. um, I was luckily luckily enough my family moved around a bit uh, when I was young. So well, what they didn't pay their debts, and they had to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was more uh, to do with my dad's work. They we lived in Canada for about three months. Three when, months. When How old were you? Oh, about a six month year old. 
Um, so you wouldn't remember much about no, that, would no, you? No, I don't no. remember that. But no, uh, you wouldn't be able to recite the, all the provinces in Canada. No, 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 right. no, no <laughs> At six months old. No, I can tell you that British Columbia is where Vancouver is. So right. I know I, we lived in Vancouver. Vancouver right. Um, and well, that's like living in Melbourne. You realise that there's no difference. <laughs> Seriously, there's no difference. I've been told that. So yeah, and the great thing about living in Melbourne in, in 2023 is the homeless rate is now increasing and catching up with Vancouver. So we should catch up with them very soon. Yes, yes. It's well, true. It's yeah. true, Kelly. I know, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so, so, all right, look, I'm not going to talk about Canada when you're six months old. There's no yeah. point. Where else did you live? Uh, li- lived uh, England and Ireland for a little bit. Um, just, How old were you in? Oh, uh, it was two, three. Uh, <laughs> and so two and three. So we come. We can't. We, well, we had no memories till you came to bloody play cricket in Australia. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was just a mixture of just my, just my mum and dad. With, he, he didn't work for him. MI5, did he? No, no, no. Um, he, he worked uh, for a company called Price Waters, Waterhouse Coopers. Oh, that, which, that which good, those, irony, those nice people. The, yeah. the irony, the irony now, Joe. So, um, yeah. which he's, which he's laughing away um, <laughs> at it. Um, and then he decided. Um, my dad decided he's an accountant by trade. Mm. Um, he decided to go on his own way and do his own business, and mm. Mm. Um, it's turned out to be a really successful um, venture. And mm. you know, I've- yeah, well, there's a lot of people into tax avoidance, and you do need an accountant <laughs> if, you, if you're. I mean, legal, legal, legal. Tax. tax avoid- it's not tax avoidance. It's called taxation minimisation. One of my heroes, <laughs> the senior Kerry Packer, he used to say, anybody who doesn't legally minimise their tax is a fool. And this is where we have the segue to the radio font. Oh, do we? Yes, oh, because <laughs> every donation to 3CR during the radio font, irrespective of what program you donate to, is a legal, legitimate tax deduction. So if the rich and famous can do it with an accountant, you can do it without. Look at that. Beautiful. How's that for a segue? I That's radio, it. isn't no, it? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm teaching the... This boy's got potential, you know. <laughs> all right. So what happened at primary school? You can't just read an atlas all day and play cricket. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I found out pretty quickly that i got to learn English and maths and a few other mm-hmm. subjects in there, and uh, that didn't go down with me, so... and. Uh, what do you mean didn't go down with you? Uh, I just didn't just didn't like it. What, you didn't like reading and writing and arithmetic? I wasn't a big fan of it, Joe. I preferred to um I would prefer to um you know do, play sport and read sport sport in primary school. Yeah. What type of sport? Chasing the girls? What what, no, no, just, what? just just playing tennis, hitting tennis, hitting uh playing squash. I used to play squash with my PE teacher at lunchtime as a primary school student. Yeah. And you're vlogging. Actually, yeah, I would. <laughs> And um, it would it would be no, he beat me he beat me a few times and <laughs> and a few times in in the it was pretty even uh, Mr Principato uh, his name was lovely his lovely teacher um, I can't believe this how should be a PA, physical education teacher primary school and you're defeated in squash by a primary school pupil. My God, he wasn't very fit, was he? Uh, he was on the list of Melbourne Hearts uh, A League side, actually, and he played NPL, what is now called NPL Premier Division for yes. soccer yeah. uh, for Pascabale Soccer Club. Ah, um, so obviously, you're you're a bit of a bit of a hunk. Sporting hunk in those days. Well, How he tall had the, were you? He had the height. How tall were you in primary school? Uh, about six foot. <gasps> well, um, you're kidding. Primary school. Yeah, yeah. Primary so, school. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's, there's, it's quite interesting. Um, they believe that I could have grown a lot taller than six four, but that's just how Is it Is that when they 
operated on your tibias and remove them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, six wow, foot wow. in primary school. Yeah, I was told. You, you could have actually got a lot of money from the other kids. You could have been a standover merchant. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, Jay, because it, <laughs> it, it, it turned out – it, it turned out. Um, it, it turned out what uh, could could evolve through. So yeah. So, but at the same time, Hang on. I, I don't get that. What do you mean? You could have been a standover merchant. Uh, I yeah. I was not the. <laughs> I didn't have the great. Um, uh, what's it called? The best way of putting it is my probably my behaviour is what let me down. Um, and I was someone who could. You well, know, if I was six foot and I was in primary school, these little twerps, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd do what you did. I'd smack him around the head and, you know, ask him for a bit of lunch money. But that's a different story. So what was it like when you got to high school? Uh, it was interesting. There was a concern that um, there was a concern that I would. So just to briefly point something out, uh, my year five and six, I went to a second school uh, mm-hmm. just for a bit of um, behavioural, um, just to manage my behaviour. And um, that was Tirana. Uh, no, Laminia, Laminia oh, right. Primary School. He, in, he didn't get the joke. Um, he didn't get the joke. You know what Tirana is? No, no. It's 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 a prison for wayward lads down in Parkville. Oh yes, not yes. a very nice place. No, no, no. And so no. you didn't end up in no, Tirana. No, no, thank no, God. Right. Um, okay. No, so it was. They went. They, they, is this is this where the uh, priests and the brothers use straps to discipline you lads? And no, put you on the straight and narrow. No? no, no. It was just um, so the mini area is a school where they help. Uh, people uh, with all kinds of issues and, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was, it was very helpful and unfortunately the school had to close down a few years later after I graduated What, there. did you trash it or something? No, no, the no. actual the actual school um, actually lost funding. So oh, it's, um, it yeah. got lost in, got unfortunately got lost in the news and it's yep. Unfor- yep. I think it's been taken up by another school. Anyway, yeah. um, I made a really good friend there who I'm best mates still with. Um, mm, well, let's just go. And, so then you went to high school. Where did yeah. you go to high school? Uh, it's a school called Catholic Regional College, Caroline Spring. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, then I went on from year 10 to then CRC Sydney. So that's... To where? Catholic Regional College, Sydney, which yep. is the campus. Sydney after, so that was the high school, that was the year 10, 11 and 12. Yeah. And uh, I assume you did brilliantly well at VCE? They had a sports category in those days? Uh, well, I did pretty well. Um, I did pretty well in that space. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the marks don't reflect all the work I put into it. Yeah. Um, like anything, Joe, I, I, I believe VCE, um, at the end of the day, whatever you think of the educational system, it's it's quite um, – I don't see the 99.98 TAR person being the Prime Minister at the moment. Right. Um, so I, I do argue that it's a bit disingenuous on what people have done. Well, you're 100% correct. And I mean, no, no, no 17 or 18-year-old or 16-year-old should actually define themselves by the VCE score. And fortunately, as you can see recently in the last 10 years or so, that's, that is changing. When I went to school, it was all about the bloody school. <laughs> yes, and, my, and, I, and that was yeah. something my uh, dad reminded me on. And something, something I worked out during year 12 especially mm. was, well, what I, actually in year 10 actually. So I go a couple of years before that. So I went to pick out work experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I really wanted to do was one – play cricket and I thought right. okay can I am, I am I any good and then I realized that actually I'm not very good I just I like playing the game but you're I'm not enthusiastic, enthusiastic you're an enthusiastic not, player but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off and play for Australia well, I'm not gonna call and, you Greg Chappell no, am I? no, <laughs> no, no right. you're not gonna call me uh Doug Blewett or um or, 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 yeah, or Jones but, or but, but maybe maybe you could drink as heavy as some of the boys in the 80s <laughs> in the cricket team yeah yeah you'd so, have to be drunk before you get out in the field you know that <laughs> 
Yes. So then I thought, well, um, I, I realised that something I'm very fascinated in was sports reporting. Um, uh, and uh, Why sports reporting? Did you think that because I can't do it, I might as well report it, or did you just find it interesting? No, I really found it fascinating. And I, How old were you when you... About 15, 16. Right. And it came to my head that I just love talking sport and mm-hmm. I found yeah. I found that the best opportunity is to write or report about it or be right. on radio. And right. So any sport? Uh, yeah, I don't really care. You could you could do you could do a report on ice skating. Yeah, I could probably do it if I did. Yeah. If I had the time, did a bit of research, I could yeah. tell you yeah. who yeah. who's in the zoo. Um, yeah. The you know I'm I just love any I love any sport. The the drama of it makes it fascinating to watch and mm. um, you know it. So, yeah, so in that process, I did work experience, and I was lucky enough to do some work experience with uh, a journalist of the name of Courtney Walsh, uh, who used to work at The Australian. Um, and at the time when I worked, I was able to go behind the scenes and watch AFL 360 do their production and meet Tim Hodges and a few others. But when I was there, I learned I learned about just what the demands of being a sports journalist is. And you realise that... Just writing a simple match report. There's a lot more to it than just the match report part. There's a bit more to it. You got to press color, conference. action, yeah. interest. You know, anybody can write a score. Yeah, yeah, but not, basically. But yeah. not everybody can actually give you the the feelings and the highs and the lows and the tension and the you know the sweat. Yes. yes. Have you ever done any rugby league reporting? Uh, no, no. I've been to a few, I've been to a lot of rugby games actually, just mm. as a fan. Yeah. Um, but not never really got the opportunity to actually cover it. It's all right. Well, let's see. All right. Now I could be rude and call you a sporting jock, but I'm not because I understand that a lot of people have a lot of talents in a lot of different areas, and that's the whole purpose of Radical Australia is to show people you can play sport, you can be a criminal, whatever it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. You can still have radical tendencies. So. Who have you worked for in the last few years? Uh, I worked, well, my so once I finished my university degree yeah. in majoring yeah. in sport journalism, mm-hmm. I was hoping to uh, get into the world of sport reporting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, unf- and you found out there was 3,000 other yeah. young men yes. and women waiting. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And, yeah. th- and a few others that were, in, in all honesty, are better, just better reporters. And that's, no, they're not. No, they're not. And they're different. They're different. There's no such thing as better. Don't put yourself down. I, I that's why we brought you here. It's because we, you can't put yourself down, mate. I mean, they're different. You've got a different take, a different orientation, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that, unfortunately, that does roll with me a bit. I do find the tendency to put myself down. I don't know why. It just, unfortunately, comes no, to the back Well, I head. think because you're tall. <laughs> no, seriously, I've found a lot of tall people tend to kind of... I feel they take up too much space and they kind of put themselves down and I don't know. It's just something that I find. But, you know, no, never put yourself down. It's different, different. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sport is sport. How you report it, that's different. And yeah. unfortunately, you've got to make a buck. Yes. So who have you worked for? Uh, so I worked, uh, so I went off to apply for a few positions and mm. nothing really came back in the sports space. And news, news journalism... Uh, the only really thing I did at university with news was a couple little TV stints, mm-hmm. um, which you can find on YouTube. And apart from that... Excuse me, YouTube? Yes, you can. What, what do people have to look for? Just in case. Uh, just in just- case. Um, you can go to... Ups- it's called Upstart Live, and you'd have to go back to 2021. So oh, that's only two years ago. only two years ago. But yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a... a, a there's a few... Anyway, long story short, we're doing that during COVID and right. um, did some interviews there. But anyway, 
what what happened was um, I applied for a few positions and then I just applied for something out of the blue. It was mm. a reporter role in Wagga yep. um, for News Corp's uh, news local team. And mm-hmm. I didn't know... I quite frankly thought the job was actually for... Um, this is the weird thing was when they called me so I, at the time I was working for Greg Chapel Cricket Centre mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, now based in how Footscray how did I know how did I know <laughs> why did I use the name Greg Chapel 10 minutes ago mm. Uh, great, it's, look great. it's empathy it's empathy we've got here what do you reckon that's not empathy that's um, <laughs> it's um, intuitive uh, telekinesis uh, yeah in other words yeah. we know what he's really yeah. like yeah. so yeah. Got a good brainwave connection um, good brainwave oh I'm worried <laughs> could get infected by sport <laughs> anyway um so i at the time i um i received a phone call it was i was on a day off and i mm. received a phone call about uh, 11 o'clock in the morning or something mm. or something, something to eat and um i took the phone call and uh, the secretary of the news local team just called me and said oh we'd love to have you on for an interview and mm. um we saw your resume you got an impressive resume i said okay cool that's awesome and i try to have a crack at trying to get the cadetship for the News Corp and yeah. it turns out it's in, in a way it's a bit of a blessing in disguise what's happened and transpired in the last 18 months with that um, I was decl- I, I got to the last stage and got stopped and you um, got stopped what's going on here do, you know, do I need to break some fingers no no come on what's going uh, on here? just got well I wouldn't say stop is the right word probably just I was I was declined um, why uh, well, the, well was your reporting a bit too honest <laughs> didn't it toe the line uh, did you learn the first lesson? Hadn't you learned? Didn't you learn the first lesson of journalism? Listen to the editor and write what he or she wants. Yeah, yeah. So that's so what you didn't do that. Well, I probably probably know in what they were looking for, and um, what happened was, say, I went to when so I got. Then I thought I'll apply for other positions, which yeah, happened. Yeah, so yeah. Wagga, Wagga comes along. I do the interview, yeah. um, and I thought, oh. And there'd be a few other people they'll they'll take on. I'm only 22, yeah, and I, yeah. to be on to be on all honest, I thought, oh, how much do I know about Wagga? And I thought, yeah, well, I know who yeah. the member is, Michael yeah. McCormack. Yep. Uh, what else is famous for Wagga? Sport, okay. Mm. Uh, what else? A uh, council. Oh, there was something interesting in council. And when I spoke in my job interview, I actually told them about the fact that the mayor is an independent uh, mm-hmm. candidate, which mm-hmm. I found fascinating. Mm. Anyway, long story short. Um, Long story short, they called me up, uh, busy at the time, trying to sell a cricket bat to a guy. <laughs> and um, bloke wanted, like, a really fancy cricket bat. So I had to go to the manager and go, mate, we got this guy. Can you go... His name's Bo. I said, Bo, can you can you go off and talk to this guy? My phone's pinging. Can you just give me a couple of minutes? So I go to the warehouse, back of the warehouse. I'll take the phone call. Um, and my former boss gives me the call and goes, mate, we'd love to have you on. So I go to... I, then I call mum and dad and we're jubilation like oh this is awesome you know yeah, yeah. We're, we're off, off to Wagga off to Wagga and yeah. found out very quickly the hard way Joe that it's not just all um, sport and just elections and politics I That's learned there's right. more, many more stories in there and mm. I, I probably probably comes with me but the, the thing was when I was on my own um, up there and I didn't have anyone to really connect with so mm-hmm. I had to make my own little trip out to the soccer club and right. play a bit of soccer there and right. have a bit of fun and um, at the South Wagga Warriors if they're listening shout out to them and um, I don't think they're listening I, I, <laughs> they may listen to the podcast but I don't think they're listening but um, you know do you want to have some water no I'll take a little what he's having what that's what I like about you Kelly you're just so <laughs> nice to the guests what's wrong with you <laughs> So, long long story short, um, Wagga didn't turn out what was I expected, um, yeah. and they kind of 
in, in, in all honesty, I don't think I was the right fit for there. I was too yeah. focused on yeah. the bank, the regional bank closures, for example. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. which is, which that... is probably a job for a independent reporter. Yeah, um, I also covered council, which I thought got would gain subscribers, and this is something which I think a lot of people coming through the media, if you're a young journalist. A lot of doesn't matter if you work for ACM, doesn't matter if you work for News Corp, it doesn't matter if you work for the Western Australian papers or the Shepherd and News. It's all gained around subscription and how they can get the audience to keep reading their content. And like your show, Joe, you've got to get listeners, so you've got to get them on with whatever you can get them on. No, with. we don't have to. That's three CR. I, I know. That's... We don't. We don't need listeners. We could have one <laughs> listener, and because we, we don't actually. Know how many people listen? Yeah, yeah, and that's and I'm just thinking that through. That's the that's the, <laughs> that's the big difference. Big isn't difference. It? Yeah, yeah so we're a community radio station. Yeah. We we are not we are not bound by a financial imperative yes. to make a profit at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, so and that's the difference. So yeah, so unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I was um, uh, you know, unfortunately told no longer. And, All right. Um, and so, did you expect it? Uh, yeah, I did. Right. And I was yeah. quite, I was quite gutted and quite sad because I had made really great relationships with um, a lot of people in Wagga, mm. um, and mm. you know, I got counsellors who said that I was the best reporter they had covering council. Well, you were interested. Um, That's the thing is, you, you yeah. sh- what, what? Well, I think the difference between you, you didn't see it as a career. It was a career opportunity, but you didn't see it as that. You saw it that you wanted to do the work. See, the trouble with people like you is. You're empathetic, you yeah. know. You know. You kind of take it seriously. <laughs> you don't worry about you worry. You don't worry about the subscribers. You're worried about the story. So, what brought you here to Three CR? Well, originally, I did an interview with um, Dr. Ralph Newmark on the South American Update um, a few years back in 2020, at the start of before everyone knew. Uh, excuse me, who's that? Uh, Dr. Ralph Newmark. He works at La Trobe University, Melbourne University, and he does a show called the Latin American Update, which is held every Sunday. Uh, where? Yeah. Uh, at Shh, at sh- <laughs> we know that. <laughs> We've got a pre- <laughs> the listeners may not know. Oh. You already said it was here. Yeah, I'm trying to build it up. You're, you already said it was here. <laughs> so, so anyway, long long story short, um, Ra- Ra- Ralph wanted. I asked. So he taught me a class called Globalization Development as my elective, and the mm. first class. What did you study at uni? Uh, majoring in sports journalism. And um, it was with elective we had to choose. La Trobe had mm. like four subjects for each semester mm. and you got to pick mm. an elective. So I thought this one looked pretty cool and mm. I'm very fascinated by politics and that's uh, right. world that, affairs. That, that, all that looking at that atlas in primary school, yes. that's what got yes. you started. So I um, uh, so I, uh, the first class he played Frank Sinatra's Coffee Beans and I just thought, oh, wow, this is pretty cool, pretty nifty. <laughs> and um, I ended up, um, he told he talked about his radio show he had on, and I thought, mm. oh, this is really cool. And I love I love radio. Mm-hmm. I've always loved it. Um, I have to listen to ABC all the time, so I just had to put up with it. And I love listening to John Fain and his interesting talk back he'd get on on, a, on Monday to Friday. And then you uh, see how he um, kind of denigrates talk back with attitude. <laughs> the ABC interesting talk back because he's, they, he's getting there. Yeah, because you know they scroll up and down the text messages, and we're lucky to have one, possibly two. That's, he doesn't understand. That's under- not true. You get lots of messages coming in. Yeah, I make sure we get a lot. You of get messages. lots of callers. 
not many SMSs. Do you have many SMSs on Twitter? No, we try. We try no, to. It is. No. It is hard. I, I will be honest. It's a generational thing. It definitely is. Yeah, and I, something that um, you know, I'm I'm trying to pitch to uh, MTL is we try and get some Twitter going because um, I, I think, think that's a the great Twitter idea. I think work. I think there's a problem there. You'll have to talk to management about yes, Twitter. Man. Because it's got to be very well controlled because there's a lot of trolls out there. Yes, there there is. Young Pasquale, you know what it's like, Patrick? Yes, Out there. Yes. Yeah, you can't, look, you can't put 3CR. If you're going to get sued, it'll be through the Twitter sphere. Now, and you need somebody full-time to actually, Mm, mm, you know, manage mm. the page. Let's get him back to you. So you did this interview. Yeah, and... And why don't you just piss off like the rest of the people we interview? (laughs) <laughs> well, what happens at 3CR they come in they get their moment of glory and then they forget well, about unfortunately, it well unfortunately unfortunately that unfortunately 2020 I was meant to do a few other things in there on top of my university but then COVID hit unfortunately and um, I didn't know what the volunteer structure was at the time and, mm. and then 2021 rolled on and I thought okay well I'll I'll um, it was my third year of uni, so I'll do mm. my third year of uni. I'll do my call my local football. I'll do that. Mm. Um, and I remember doing the local football. Who, who do you call the local football for? Uh, for the Northwest FN, right. and that's for the Essendon District Football League. Right. And my first ever time being on air for that one was quite uh, daunting. It was my, um, and I remember everyone texting me going, Pat, we can't hear you. You've got the mic. The mic's not close enough. And we use headsets, not yeah. um, not a studio uh, right. headphones or mic. Right. So I remember uh, Travis Poznanowski saying to me afterwards, he's one of, our co- one of our callers, he said, Pat, I couldn't hear I could hear you, but everyone else was saying they couldn't hear you on air. And then um, I said to Poz, I said, yeah, well, oh, that's strange. And normally I've got a loud voice. I've got a pretty pretty deep voice. Anyway, long story short, we have another week where we have a game out at Greenvale and mm. the ground there was a cold, wet day. It was an awful game of football. Anyway, I remember Adam Sarakoglu, he was there. He was the media manager of the EDFL at the time and he said to myself and uh, Steve Zoyce, uh, who's now, in, weirdly enough, in Wagga. He works yeah. for um, Southern Cross Stereo now doing radio stuff there. Mm. Great stuff. Anyway, him him and I got told by the chief, Pat, just make sure, you get, make sure next week I'll make sure your mics are close. And it was more the fact just telling us guys, Stop being nervous and fidgety. Be yourself and be yeah. be you. So yeah, yeah. the next the next week came along and I and we did a game at I think Coburg Districts and it, it sounded really good on the air. And then I you got, know I love you know I love sport reporting. You know why? Why? Because if you're the presenter, you can scream and shout, <laughs> and everybody thinks you're doing a great job. You do that on normal radio, and they think you're a nut. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I think I think I think that's the the craziness of that of the of of just journalism in general. So you got the sport and you have the news side of things, and then so yeah. So anyway, long story short, yeah. So then Wagga came, and then I thought print would be the best option because I thought you had to do print to then go off to do radio, um, which is probably a, a bit of a now thinking on the hindsight probably a, a mistake, but mm. at the same time, as Wagga was a great experience. I and print people are boring. <laughs> They write it, rewrite it, look at it, fact check it, or make it up. <laughs> radio, especially live radio, you've got to use your brain. You've got to use your brain and all the experience you've got, and that's the beauty about live radio. And the other thing is, I f- find fascinating about radio is, I reckon hearing is the most important human sense. Um, 
genetically because when you were on that savannah in Africa with 1,000 people, the beginning of the Cro-Magnon you know, disaster on the human race, it was that little rustle in the background that warned you about the, the lion. Mm. It wasn't the fact you could see it, but the little rustle, and I reckon we still got a lot of that in our DNA. And that's why a lot of people, to them, radio is real. Radio is their friend, and the person talking is more than just somebody talking. Mm. When you spoke about John Fane, you developed a relationship with him, although you never met him. No, no. That's what I'm saying. You develop a relationship. And it's when people listen to Radical Australia, they listen to us, they develop a relationship. And it's that hearing that's important. Now, getting back to you. Sorry, I've, I've given. I've, I've <laughs> no, given, I love it. I love, I love I, it. I've, give, I've given the uh, bullshit. And, so, and so, when did you come into Three Sour again? Uh, it was uh, oh, mid February this year. And mid February this year. Yes. And what programs are you on? This is extraordinary. Uh, so I'm on uh, Wednesday breakfast. Uh, talk uh, back with attitude with yourself, Joe. Yeah. And today here with Radical Australia. So yeah. Um, yeah. And, there, and, and, you, and you're doing the sport reporting too. With yes. The, yes. With uh, the Essen District Footy League, and also I do. I I was also grateful enough to do uh, voiceover work uh, down at Geelong for Red Onion Creative. Right, We're right. a media organisation that do right. uh, different um, filming of the local games across all Victoria of right. different footy leagues. So yep. it, it's quite awesome doing that and learning learning a different form of journalism mm. from what mm. I did, um, you know, six months ago. Now, we don't pay you, obviously, so how do you survive? Uh, well, at the moment, it's through the voiceover work. Right. Um, and um, also the EDFL as well on a Saturday and also doing the podcast for them on a Wednesday and a Tuesday. Right. So. I, I'm, I'm going to put you... I'm going to ask you a question. Right, we've got a radiophone on the 15th. We need to raise, what is it, $2,000, $3,000, Kelly? I've forgotten. One grand. A, a, One grand. Uh, I'm... I'm Two thousand, one grand. That's pathetic, <laughs> right? You're our voiceover man. Give us a radiophone pitch. Oh, come, right on, now, come right on, come now. on, come on, right, right now, now. right now, please. come on, right now. Okay, and you haven't even got a script. Well, those who are looking to donate and help out those, oh, sorry, if you are wanting independent journalism and wanting more help and listening to great people like Joe Toscano from Radical Australia, then make sure to donate now for 3CR Radiothon. 9419 Ring right now. Ring before the 30th of June and get your legal legitimate tax deduction. Be like the rich Have and you famous. ever seen Joe's... Do his radiothon for Anarchist World this week? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm oh, looking you're forward in for to a it. treat. <laughs> That's why I'm practicing. Watch and learn. <laughs> uh, look. You like that? The great thing about radio is people can't see you, so you can do crazy things. You <laughs> yes. can do naked radio. Yes. You can do radio on your head. I actually interviewed somebody on Radical Australia before Kelly's time, before even before Dale's time. She stood on her head, and I lay on the ground and interviewed her for an hour. Why? Well, because she wanted to stand on her head. She was the guest. What about the blood, the blood, the blood, the yeah, rushing? Well, I think, she thought, I think she thought she'd get more oxygen and be more interesting. Oh, yeah. She was pretty boring, was she? <laughs> no, she was very interesting. Mm. When, she, when she went upside yeah. down. Yeah, but it was a bit strange, you know, mm. talking to her, lying down. Yes. And she was 
had a feet up here on the wall, you know. <laughs> yes. you know crazy times. Crazy it's all, times. Yeah, it's not it's crazy all, anymore, yeah. is it? Yeah, you look, you've got no idea what's happened behind that glass during um, talk about we've had a tutor. <laughs> well, we don't want to know about we've had people it. Having, yeah. We've had, yeah, we've had producers having sex with their partners <laughs> during the program. <laughs> This was in the early days. Jeez, it just goes on and on. <laughs> now, we're wondering why the phone wasn't being answered. So, wh- what are your plans for the future? Uh, the plans for the future? Well, I've I'm going away very soon, so good. Break You're going away for a bit of a break. What? We forced you out of three CR or no, something? No, I, I think I think um, my mates and I have decided a, a break is is needed for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. probably. We probably haven't had the proper catch up. Well, you're going to go and kill things. Who are or? your mates? Uh, my mates are good friends from cricket. What are they called? Uh, my uh, Thomas Barlas, uh, Nicky B, uh, Thomas Rapper, or we like to call him Reeps. Um, I won't explain why the nickname, but uh, then we've got uh, my brother, and he's called the Goalpost because yeah. he's about six seven. And oh, you're both <laughs> mega tall. Yeah. Are your parents tall too? Uh, yeah, my dad's tall. Mum's um, yeah. mum um, would I'd say tall for a woman. I'd, yeah, I'd yeah she's six foot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so are you going to kill things or what are you going to do? You know, young lads together, you know, in the bush. That, that's what they usually do. They're going, going to go hunting, play sport. fishing. They're going to go do some sporting trip. Uh, yeah, a little bit of sport. Probably go and, you know, enjoy the sights of uh, uh, ancient Greece. And and uh, we're very we've been, it was a trip that was planned for 2020 but then never. So you're going to go to the Olympics. You're going to go to the original Olympic yes. sites. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That is on, wonderful. On top of uh, Mykonos and uh, Santorini. So there's a, there's a, Lovely. There's a mixture of mixture Send us of a post. Card, won't you? Definitely will. Yeah. Definitely will. And I might call. I might talk. And I might talk. Might call in for talkback. I'll find a way. They all say that. They, they go away. They forget about us. They move on. They become stars in the Australian Broadcasting <laughs> Corporation. You know, and they forget where they come from. If there is one thing I hate. It's people who forget oh, where yeah. they got their start, and there are so many here at Three CR, aren't there? Yes, so many they've forgotten. But we have a few. We've got a few in the pipeline that uh, we're interviewing currently. You know, mm. people who haven't forgotten, who mm. are well known in the community, like you. Enthusiasm. That's what you've got, and that goes a long, long way, especially in sports broadcasting. So, how long are you going to be OCs for? Uh, about a month. A month. So, mm. yeah. You going to meet any of uh, Mandy Librarian's friends? Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll, happen. we'll see yeah. what transpires. We're going to have to discuss the gold flakes. Yeah, the Joe, gold flakes. Yeah, the game plan there, and yeah. also make yeah. sure the oil price can be kept low as well. So yeah, we can, yeah. How about the Learjet? Yeah, we're going to fix that up as well. Get a few upgrades. Right, um, that's about time. So you going to Greece anywhere else? No, just Greece. Just Greece. Just Greece. Well, at least you'll be healthy. The great thing. Just drink your bloody drink, all right? <laughs> he bring up his drink bottle to his <laughs> mouth and then he puts it down. Didn't you should have saved him there, Kelly? Doing what? He should have come in and said something erudite and intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from that, how, well, how are you going to earn a living, mate? Well, uh, the plan is I'm going to assess my options in mm. in the coming months ahead. I, I know there's a pro there's a project, and I won't go in much. No, no, you don't want to go into the project. But, no, no so, keep it to yourself. That's one thing you got to do in the yes, media. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who will steal any idea you've got. You yeah, know, and that's yeah. happened to you already, I assume. Uh, uh, not not always. Um, uh, I had I had an idea once where um, it was going to pay off. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this was in Wagga. Yeah. Um, 
I won't go into the details of what I was given, but the source gave me some um, very interesting documents. And long story short, um, I was on uh, I was on the way home from going from Griffith actually yep, yep. in the Riverina, and um, it's a bit of a trip coming from Wagga to Griffith. It's about yep. two and a half hours, and yep. I remember the trip home just smiling. And I got home, and I had to um, got to walk. I got to walk down a bit of the main road to get yep. to my apartment mm. block in uh, Wagga, and. Uh, there was it was about midnight when I got home because the time I got back from having yeah, something to yeah, eat. You know, yeah, yeah. long story short, um, I just smiled and these blokes walking past. They must be going to the nightclub up the road, which yeah. um, which I know quite well. Anyway, long story short, um, they screamed out something and I just said, uh, "Yeah, guys, whatever." I got you know, um, um, you know, have a good night, whatever. So I walk back and I just thought, a bunch of nuffies don't know that I've got something that's gonna you know be pretty yeah. big and it. Well, it turned out. It turned out whoever's reported on it, and I'm glad that someone did report on it. Um, it was pretty big, and yeah, you, um, you were scooped. Yeah, and you were scooped. Yeah, yeah. from something to nothing, mm. you were scooped. You never tell people your projects. Look, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, I think you've got a great future. Seriously, and what you've got is what a lot of people don't have is enthusiasm. Uh, but you need a real job, mate. You've got to follow Kelly's example. She's a wage slave now, <laughs> and she's very, very happy. And that's what you need. You need a real job. Yeah, you it's need to build up your... He's building up his skills and his yeah. experience now, which is going to his pay portfolio. off. His yes. portfolio. His portfolio, that's right. Yeah, and when you're in Greece, can I give you some unsolicited advice because I'm an expert at that? Do a report with all the feeling about how it feels to be on the original Olympic. Big ground. Okay, we'll we'll put that in the mind. No, don't put. You're going to do it. You're not going to put it in the mind. You're going to. You got do a portable it. recorder, Pat? Yeah. 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 Because you got because recording equipment. You will feel things that you've never felt before. And if you, no, I'm a bit serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're so interested in sport. This is the very beginning of Western sport, anyway. The Western sport in the Western world. So it's a, it's a magic feeling. Yeah, yeah, definitely is, definitely will be, and um, I, you know, I just think in general, I've been, I've been across, I've been to places around the, I've been very lucky to travel, so this is another. Yeah, at least you. But the difference is now you're 22, then you're six months. At least you'll remember. All the best. Yes. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Pasquale. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Mr. Morrow. Thanks very much, Joe. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Pat.
Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Fierce, independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep radical voices and issues on the airwaves. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. Call the station on 03 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. Did you enjoy listening to that podcast? 3CR is a community radio station, and you, the listener, are a part of that community. Right now, it's our Radiothon. We need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donations really matter.